Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. There's a there's a, a comedy American history record that my mom grew up with called Stan Freeberg presents the history of America. That sounds amazing. It's incredible. Also, it's just like, I mean, it's not bad. It was made a long time ago. So, and they're not the most disrespectful, but it's also, it was made. It's a little disrespectful. Um, But there is a a scene of like a a Christopher Columbus noted piece of shit (laughs) on, on the three ships and, and some, some guy walks out, oh, they're the crews. Uh, grumbling about mutiny and you just hear him in the background grumble 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 (laughs) (laughs) and it's good it's a good joke (laughs) I love I love comedy like that if you like that kind of comedy uh, like Monty Python and then like Mm -hmm. a slightly more refined version Dairy Girls I fucking love Dairy Girls I fucking want everybody in the world to watch Dairy Girls and I feel like nobody knows about it are we starting oh yeah we we started that's fine this is all (laughs) fantastic content listen they're used to bullshit from us yeah 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 uh we are joined in studio today everyone it's happening it's happening you might hear you might hear some some mumbles from Danny our editor say hi say hi hi you're gonna hate listening to your own voice later oh I do it's Enjoy. okay. You'll get used to it. We are actually all together for the first time, the first time. in the motherfucking studio. Yeah. This has never happened. Ever. Well, I mean, we've been we've been we've been, been back like, in the studio once. Yeah. But now we have Danny, and really, it feels complete. It also, feels we had right. a Thanksgiving dinner before this. Oh my god! Yeah. And we're gonna have pie afterwards. So let's hustle through, everybody. We are having the best day. <laughs> this is a fantastic Wednesday. Also, nobody stuck a needle in me today. That's a good day. This is a good day. <sighs> So what do we, uh, should we get into it? Uh, well, let, let me tell you how I got inspired for this episode. Okay. Uh, my favorite television show, as you all know, is called Taskmaster. Oh my, I fucking love Taskmaster. Of course. I've been trying to, I've evangelized to all my family about it, and they think I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm like, just listen to it. It's amazing. I'm right, Elliot. Right. Elliot, get it together. I know you listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. Um, and we actually have watched every British episode and we were jonesing for a new hit Uh and so we got into New Zealand Taskmaster we are two seasons I have fallen in love with a couple uh, New Zealand celebrities that I did not know existed before (gasps) like Angela Dravid who you would fucking love I'm so excited yeah you're in for a treat Uh, it is I will say it is not as good as English Taskmaster they do not have an equivalent Greg Greg Davies he cannot be replicated do they have an equivalent to Alex Horn because he does okay okay but not as good as Greg. Okay. Everyone go watch Taskmaster. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. If you search Taskmaster season blah, 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 it'll go through. Start with season five, then go back to four, and then go to six. Why? I don't know, because it's good. <laughs> or just start with one and move your way forward to 12. Why? Yeah, but like, I think five, well, five is the season I started with. Oh. Because you made me watch it. Um, and I personally think it's the best season. I actually think that's a strong argument. Yeah, five's a good season. So start with five and then go back to the beginning. Anyway, it's a great show. So New Zealand Taskmaster got me interested in New Zealand. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting, like, culture collection in New Zealand. It's got, um, you know, like, a lot of Southeast Asia, a lot of um, Maori traditional 
um, those are the indigenous people, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, you know, they're a former British colony. We'll talk about a little bit about all of that. They also have the sharpest grass in the entire world. What? <laughs> they were playing a game where the task was to not let the balloon fall. So because like, they you know, all knew that it would immediately pop? Well, I don't, that wasn't really talked about, but just oh. my understanding as like a Midwestern individual who's grown up in soft grass fields and like mm-hmm. suburban lawns, mm-hmm. every single time a perfectly normal balloon touched this grass it exploded like just like the grass must be incredibly like razor sharp yeah yeah i mean i think people in the u.s will have like decorative grass that's really sharp sure i've encountered that before but like just regular right kentucky blue and it was just fucking up everything Mm. wow um so i got interested in new zealand i like a lot of their celebrities now and Mm. uh it's a fun show you guys should check it out that's why we got into haunted new zealand today i was like jen here's what we're doing and she was like all right and i was like say no more fam i've been interested in new zealand since 2001 and why were you interested in new zealand in 2001 because the greatest films ever made oh titanic (laughs) i didn't know they made titanic there Okay, you got that. Titanic is is up there for me, but of course it's the Lord of the Rings <laughs> trilogy. I am obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Have been ever since the moment it came out. I have watched all the ex- well. I don't watch all of the extended versions, but I watch at least part of the extended versions every year at Christmas. They are my favorite Christmas movie, and I have seen all of the special features, which are as long, if not longer, than the extended versions. So oh, many I know. times. You made me watch the extended versions. Oh, I made you watch two of the extended versions. No, no, I'm we pretty are, sure we watched all three. I don't we think did there's not. anything else that we still need to watch. We did not. We still have one more to go, and I did not forget, and I will not forget, and I will come back. So, so New Zealand. Lord of the Rings was there. Also, my other favorite thing to come out of New Zealand is Taika Waititi and what we do in the shadows slash Wellington Paranormal. Yes, we started Wellington Paranormal. It's very good. Although, so good. I will say, honestly, I love the American and what we do in the shadows probably a bit more than than the like, than the movie version yeah, yeah it's I think so that's fair. good Guillermo is my favorite character of like all time he's so good it's he's brilliant um yeah so everyone watch those shows <laughs> yeah <movies. laughs> I I actually like not to sound like a dick uh-huh when I give you a show recommendation, you should definitely watch it because I've put thought into it. I don't watch oh, trash. Sam. Like, I don't have enough time. I can only watch stuff I, that's fucking gold. I, and like, the my the thing I am most egotistical about is my taste in movies and TV. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> we have very different tastes in movies. We do. <laughs> uh, that's true. But I know for a fact that you know Riverdale's trash. Oh, I know Riverdale's trash. And Jen, I just, have you ever missed an episode of Riverdale? I actually stopped watching it. Oh, I'm proud of you. There was, it just went, it went, it had a time jump. In season five. Why wouldn't it? And it just got to be too much and I can't anymore. But I still follow the Riverdale Out of Context Twitter account because it is the it's honestly better out of context at do you watch it? No? Okay. Please don't make me lose respect for you. No, it's okay. I but like I think everyone who does watch it, it's like the secret club of like, oh we know it's trash. You know you know, yes, it's fine. And we all acknowledge it. No. People sound off. If it's not amazing, I don't have time. All right, so you Mm -hmm. want to talk about New Zealand now? I desperately do. Okay. I have a little bit of New Zealand history. I'll roll into my story, then we roll into your story and current events. Perfect. Love it. And guys, that's how you produce a podcast. That's all the talk we did. Right on the fly. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> All right, so New Zealand history. Uh, first off, it's important to, re- to note that New Zealand is so incredibly remote yeah. that it actually uh, created itself an, its own ecosystem that was completely untouched for 80 million years. What? Things got to evolve entirely separately in this old little microcosm. They mm-hmm. have wild things that you'll never find anywhere else That's in the insane. world. For anyone who doesn't know, it's two islands off like the east coast of Australia. Exactly. So. Um, it's so remote that those two islands, and actually it's in addition to those two islands, there are 700 other islands that make up New Zealand. And the number is not exactly like 700. They're like 700-ish. We don't really know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was so remote, it was the largest, I'm sorry, the last large habitable island to be settled by humans. It was not settled by humans until the 1300s. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's amazing. So... Uh, the main settlement st- period started about 1320 to 1350, mm. uh, and that was by the Polynesians, and yeah. the Polynesians developed into Maori culture. Yeah. So the Polynesians were from eastern Polynesia. They emigrated from what's now Thailand and radiated eastwards into the Pacific, uh, colonizing Samoa and Tonga, um, all the way over to Hawaii and Easter Island. So like Moana, to use the, <laughs> yeah. um, the cultural lexicon of today. Right. <laughs> Uh, and, and that part in when Moana's, like, getting in touch with her ancestors. Yeah, they're all, like, ship Ship-faring, exactly. That's wow. exactly who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maori are the main indigenous culture on New Zealand. It is mm-hmm. the second uh, most populous group. Um, the, it's the second most popular language. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And they're actually far more accepting and, like, integrated with Maori culture than a lot of other yeah colonial states yeah like i won't i won't speak for you know the maori people but like compared to how oh we do it (laughs) anything's better (laughs) so uh main settlement of whiteys i literally just wrote whitey shows up oh uh the first one to see new zealand and take sketches of it was the christopher columbus of of new zealand dutch but and set and 1643 of course it was us of course uh his name was abel tasman uh-huh. That's where we get the name Tasmania from. Oh. Uh, he was a Dutch navigator. Uh, he saw it in 1643. He took sketches, but he never actually set foot on the island. Uh-huh. The first white person to set foot on the island was probably James Cook, October of 1769. 17, oh, wow. Yeah, so the Cook exploration that you know went over to Hawaii and you mm. know James Cook. Um, so, uh, you know, settlement kind of started after that, really kicked off in the 1830s, 1840s. Um, by 1840, there was a treaty between Maori chiefs and the United Kingdom mm-hmm. that kind of established some land rights. Uh, and it gave them the same rights as British subjects. Cool. Uh, but unfortunately, that was not honored the way it should have been. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really expect 1830s British colonizers to be totally chill. <laughs> Tale as old as time. <laughs> So they went to war over that treaty in 1843, Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately, between the war, infectious disease, and an economic and legal system upheld by the United Kingdom and all of its colonies, uh, eventually it became a United Kingdom colony entirely. Yeah. But again, uh, by 1907... They were mostly governed by themselves as oh. World War One came around. While they were, they are quoted as being quote enthusiastic members of the empire, but yeah. definitely had their own independent uh, governance. They were independently registered in the League of Nations. You know, little uh, of this little of that. Are they like still loosely connected with the UK? Do you think? Do you um, know? 
I think so. I think it's a very sense, large like cultural Canada tie. Is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, look, there's no Taskmaster. Well, they tried to make a Taskmaster United States, but it's really been successful. Honestly, if that's what it, like, I would, I would rejoin the United Kingdom in a heartbeat to have a good version of Taskmaster. <laughs> no. All right, so um, New Zealand, like you said, two islands. It's yep. North Island and South Island. South Island's a little bit larger. Uh, together, if you measure along the axis, it's only 16,000 kilometers long by about 4, 400 kilometers wide. So it's long and skinny. Yeah. I remember this from looking at the maps and the Lord of the Rings special features. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing this up. I'm going to buy a locker expressly to shove you into. <laughs> Such a fucking Please. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, hugely varied topography, which they really utilized in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they did. They, I mean, they did not have to fake those sets. Those, no, they did the, not. the topography of the United of the United Kingdom. Look what you've done to me. I'm sorry. Of New Zealand is so interesting. It has what's known as the Southern Alps. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole South Mountain range. Um, it also has uh, plains. It has uh, glaciation areas, deserts. Mm-hmm. Um, it has temperate climate. It has parts that are almost rainforesty. Everything in such a small, narrow area. And the reason that it's so geographically interesting like that is because it was formed at the connection of two plates. So, so the, the plates that hold up our crust. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm familiar. Well, <laughs> so it's the Pacific and the Indo- Australian plates, uh-huh. and when those bang together, it's given you this just huge, wild uh, topography. So the town that I'm talking about today is called Rickerton. Uh, it's a suburb of Christchurch, which is on South Island, uh-huh. um, and it was uh, named for a group of settlers who settled there. Not actually the first settlers, the second, oddly enough. They built a house called Rickerton House, mm. and so now the town is called Rickerton, right. uh, and that was circa 1855. Um, and I found this really great resource that I want to share with you. Um, about a haunting. Mm. What? Hmm. On this, our show? <laughs> On this, our show, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> um, the, the article I want to start with is actually from uh, www.police.government.newzealand. Okay. <laughs> this is a very official source, uh, and it's the unsolved murder of the Rickerton Hotel. Is this a real Wellington Paranormal? Oh my God, I fucking hope so. I hadn't really considered. <sighs> Incredible. Okay. So the story that we see here, there's only one key piece of evidence, and that's a pair of rubber galoshes, men's galoshes. Wow. So uh, the 17th of November, uh-huh. 1933. Very good year. The key year. <laughs> there was uh, a couple that was running what was known as the Rickerton Race Course Hotel. Race course? Race course. We would call it a race track. Yeah. It just sounds like race horse. Yes. I, I love the word course, though. It sounds so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have my period right now. I have my courses. Oh, my courses. My monthly courses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much better. <laughs> anyway, so the Rickerton Racecourse Hotel was being managed by a couple, uh, Elizabeth and Donald Frazier. Um, so they had had a pretty normal night. Um, Donald Frazier was known for being a big fucking dick. He was a mm. piece of shit human being from all accounts. He would fight with people. He would get he would berate people. He would get physically assaults, like, people. Mm-hmm. Was he really snobby? Uh, I don't have any notes about that. I'm making a Fraser joke. <laughs> oh, from what I can tell, he was kind of lowbrow. Okay. Uh, so but not one get... of the Seattle Frasers. <laughs> no. Does that little scream? You're wearing a 
a blazer right now. <laughs> so, and mean, you're making Fraser jokes and you're worshiping Lord of the Rings. I'm going to have to steal your milk money. <laughs> I don't know what to do with you. We both had a can of cider. We're feeling a little weird. I feel fine. I feel, I mean, I'm fine too. That was the second alcohol I've had in a, like, two. you watched my other alcohol. Yeah, I did. All right. Well, anyway. So, for Donald Fraser, piece of shit. Okay. Uh, cheats on his wife. Just Ugh. horrible fucking human being. So sometime during the night, they'd been drinking heavily, mm. and the Frasers went to bed. They slept upstairs at the hotel. And uh, at one point in time in the night, while Elizabeth slumbered, the front doorbell rang. Mm-hmm. She didn't wake up. He went to go get the door. She went back to sleep. All of a sudden, she's woken up by two gunshot blasts. Holy shit. Yeah. Donald took two double barrels to the chest uh, and pretty much died right away. Because right. that is, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a gunshot blast. Like, what it'll do to, like, a deer hide or, like, a target. Well, it depends on the gun, though, right? Like, a shotgun. I mean, a like, shotgun is what oh, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. A shotgun yeah. has, like, a bunch of pellets, so it'll just ruin you. Um, that, so that depends. That oh. depends on the ammo that you're using. So right. if you're using birdshot, where it has, like, a bunch of little things inside, yes. But if you just get, like, the big cannon bullet that oh. goes in there, it just leaves, like, a four-inch gaping hole. Yuck. It's crazy. And also, I'm not a gun person, so if I'm wrong... But we are Americans, so we all have a baseline I, I have knowledge. fired one of these. So. I have never fired a gun. You've never fired a gun? I, yeah, no. What are you, Canadian? Basically. <laughs> anyway. Um, so this, uh, this bar hotel was already a little shady. It was not supposed to be serving alcohol after 6 o'clock p.m., but they were working into the early hours, and everybody just kind of looked the other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot of, like, unspoken here that the police are kind of looking the other way on other things, too. Mm -hmm. So Elizabeth says she has no idea. She didn't see anything. She just found her husband dead. Two gunshot wounds to the chest. I swear, officer, I didn't see nothing. So the police actually were had to perform a pretty exalt like you know the last time we talked about the police and the police were kind of on the side of the miners or the um, I'm sorry on the mine owners the mine management mm-hmm. and like they really bungled the investigations mm-hmm. that really didn't happen here okay um, that, according to the police themselves remember I'm reading a police article yes <laughs> so they made great themselves assault. look good yeah they're saying it was a really exhaustive uh, search we did everything we could they took shoe samples everything that they had available to them and they, they in actually, the 1930s right. right and they did they did bring elizabeth to trial she was mm-hmm. acquitted okay so elizabeth was so not guilty so is lizzie boredom well <laughs> um they know. made all sorts of inquiries <laughs> at shops uh, they looked for the, they found the galoshes that they found in Donald's room, decided that they were not his galoshes. Ooh. They do not know whose they were, and okay. Elizabeth couldn't say. That. And so they checked. Uh, they actually even followed up on the manufacturer of the bullets that killed Donald. Mm. They found out where they were sold, but not whom they were sold to, mm. or to whom they were sold. Mm. Mm-hmm. Grammatically correct. So they really tried. Um, what they did uncover during the course of this investigation that I, it's going to tell you the same thing it tells me is that, uh, Elizabeth had recently found out that Donald had a little side piece. He had it coming. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so her name was, da, 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 da. Hmm, they had it in one of the other articles, but not in this. Uh, so he had a little girlfriend over at Wellington and when he would go to race meetings, he would cheat on his wife. Mm. So the, uh. They had all sorts of criminal lawyers in. They investigated her. And everybody said that it seems like someone's lying. Yeah. But we can't tell who. So this is actually one of New Zealand's oldest unsolved murder mysteries. 
They never found out. He never got justice, although as much justice. I think he did get justice. This is the justice that piece of shit deserved. Mm. Some people deserve to die. I'm going to, that's my hot take today. Bold take. That's, there are lots of people out there who kind of uh, probably were like, man, it's amazing Kate Reed pulled that off. Damn. And that's fine. Mm. We all have feelings about people. <laughs> so the, uh, the the inquest eventually ended in 1934. Uh-huh. Uh, the coroner... Uh, who was uh, no no charge was ever made in connection with Donald's murder, but the coroner did imply that the witnesses who testified did not seem to be telling the truth. Elizabeth was the sole beneficiary of Donald's life insurance. Mm, it sus. was six hundred and seventy New Zealand pounds, mm-hmm. which is worth about eighty thousand dollars today. Jeez. Yep. So not not a bad not sum bad. of money. Uh, she took that money and she continued to run the hotel until nineteen thirty five, where she you know got out. Somebody else took over. Mm. Today, it still operates as a race course hotel today. Is it haunted? It haunted as fuck. <gasps> Ooh. It is supposed to be the most haunted location in New Zealand. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and what's what's especially arresting about this haunting is it's not like a quiet ghost, just like... Serene. Seems, yeah, like Serene. white lady through the halls. Mm-hmm. This guy is fucking pissed. He's slamming doors. He's pounding on things. He's scaring people around corners. Uh, so what I used to do, I guess. Yes, <laughs> he's a really aggressive haunt. Uh, so if you guys want to check out the Rickerton Racecourse Hotel, um, there are more. There are lots of stories about the haunting can and the things there? people. You can stay there today. Absolutely, uh, put it on our bucket list. Uh, lots of hauntings. Uh, you're almost guaranteed to have some sort of experience. You will hear something. You will you will smell something. Something Incredible. will pop out at you. Something there will be noises. Mm. Yeah, uh, still haunted today. The ghost is looking for his killer. I love it. Oh, I love a good piece of shit getting what's coming to them. Agreed. Haunting the shit out of everything. Absolutely. When I die, I'm going to haunt the shit out of you. Please. I probably won't be scary. Yeah, just like give me a little bit of privacy every once in a while. But like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna that. like watch you like masturbate. I knew that was gonna be where you went. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but like, if you ever like walk into a room and it smells like fresh fart, I'll know it's you. That's right. I'll always be with you. I'll always be with you. I love that. That's what it is, and not like roses or something. Right. No. Yeah. Why would I smell like roses? <laughs> I don't know. If I can make myself smell like the grave, I'm going to do it. Also, do you know what the grave smells like? Like corpses, like the inside of a human body? No. Rotting pork. Okay. I started following an autopsy doctor on TikTok. On TikTok. And she was like, let me tell you everything you've ever wanted to know. And I was like, yes, do it. There is (laughs) true. And yeah, she said human bodies, like even like fresh, like during surgery, smell like rotting pig meat. That makes sense. I've heard that burning flesh sounds like pork. Yes, it does. And I, I, yep. Uh, Elliot is texting me right now. <laughs> oh, tell him, tell him I say to watch that show. Oh, no, right now. Shit, you're reading my messages on air, aren't you? Yes, I am, bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, that can stay in or not. I don't care. Um, drop in. I think your brother Elliot's hot. Okay. Anyway. Are you, are you? I am. Yeah, you're done. You're okay. on, kid. I was short and sweet today. Cool, because I have too much. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that might be the case, so I, I reeled it in a bit. Oh, good. Okay, so um, full disclosure: this first story, I I did, I finished, and I was like, huh, that wasn't a lot. 
So I did another one. Um, so I will give you both of them. I'm excited. I feel like we have time, <laughs> and I did the research. So God damn it, you're. I'm really proud of you. It. Um, so this uh, is uh, the Chateau Tongariro. Fun. Tongariro. Yes, I will do my best with a lot of these are Maori names. So I will I will do my best. I looked up how to pronounce all of them and wrote down phonetic. Yeah, I discovered that you can like press a word in Wikipedia and it tells you how to say it out loud. And that was very helpful. Uh, so the Chateau Tongariro is also known as a Grand Chateau. Um, it's a hotel and resort complex located near the Fuacapapa uh, ski field on the slo- slopes of Mount Ruapehu, which is the largest the largest mountain. Right? Do you know what scene they filmed there? In Lord of the Rings? Is it where they're all running across the stupid snow? No, it's not. Um, it's where they filmed scenes from Mount Doom. Although I think a different mountain stands in for the entirety of Mount Doom. But like when they're doing like the individual like Sam and Frodo scenes, you're falling asleep. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't so, even think I could tell you what movie Mount Doom is in. Fuck off. What? <laughs> is it in all of them? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Well, then there you go. Is it in Mordor? I don't know. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. Mount Doom. What does Doom... What does Mount Doom make you think of? I had nothing good. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Is that where they had that the horrible, like, earth birth of the Urukai? No. <laughs> that was very upsetting. Was, I think about that all that the time. That is upsetting. I threw up last week, and I thought about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spicy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so... So uh, it is also a national park, Tongariro National Park. Um, it is located on the North Island. Nice. Uh, so in 1887, the Paramount Chief uh, Ngati Tufuratoa, uh, which is an Iwi or Maori tribe, that's what they call tribes there, um, they gifted the, the tribe's land, including the sacred mountain peaks of Ruapehu, Nauru, Nauru. Boy, and You're just so white. I'm so sorry. I appreciate you trying, though. Like, uh, the, I'm trying so hard. One thing that I really liked about the articles that I read is that it had the English word for everything as well as the Maori word for everything, yeah. and I did the English word. Well, I the in my stories, it's very much like there are the Maori words and then there are the English words. Yeah. And they're not both. They're different. That's cool. So. I think that's really cool. I think that's an interesting look at the cultural... Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a bunch of indigenous words in our country. We My favorite just... one is Winnebago. Winnebago's very good. Yeah, it's a good word. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Chautauqua. Yeah. I grew up on the lakes of Gitchagumi. Ooh, that's also good. Fun to say. Okay, back to this. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a bunch of like sacred mountains around. Um, uh, so, it, but the the... The Iwi uh, gave the land to the people of New Zealand um, to ensure the area's protection for all time for all people. That's what the language said. I'm going to go at their word. I apologize if that is offensive. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about it. Sorry. I, okay. forgot that we were, I forgot that that would make noise. Yeah, but I paused. Um, do, 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 do. Um, so basically it's this kind of remote area where there's like mountains and it's really pretty. Um, so, and for a while it was like really remote. There weren't even roads out there. Um, but then the first skis arrived to the North Island in 1913. And, uh, so skis like, like, yeah, like downhill skis. I wanted it to be like a people's group. (laughs) 
Oh, no, no. The no. first skis arrived to the area. No, no. I was like, is this just somebody I've never heard of? Well, I mean, it's like, it's a mountain. Yeah, and so there's and what, skiers what on it. What people do yeah. is ski. Sure. Oh, well, yeah, it makes sense when you phrase it like that. Yeah. yeah. So, But the first time people did that was in 1913. Um, and so suddenly people wanted to go there. Um, and so, you know, they were like, okay, well, we need to build a road up here. And then... They had, like, little huts that people could stay in, but then they're like, we need something a little bit more legit. So in 1925, they build a road. Um, and then they, in, like, in the late 20s, they start building the chateau. I'm going to skip over a lot of the nitty-gritty details. Because whatever. Um, just know that most of it was built by prison labor. <laughs> oh, great. So, I mean, we do that here, too. Um, <laughs> um do 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 so it was uh i think one of the reasons why it's like given such a spooky rating that it is is because it looks very much like the stanley hotel oh um so all you stephen king fans um it is built it was inspired by uh canadian chateaus along the canadian pacific railway which we have also talked about (laughs) Um, and it is built in the the designed in the american colonial revival style love that style very specific uh so yeah it i mean it looks nice and it's still open you can still go and stay there it looks like a very nice hotel Uh, i saw videos of it um so yeah and it is possibly the only building in New Zealand made of reinforced concrete, but designed to look like a traditional Georgian brick building. Interesting. All right. But you just know how I feel about architecture. I do, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that why I wrote down all these details. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> people might not care. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are very niche today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the chateau officially opens in, in 1929. Um, it was lavishly appointed with panoramic views of the mountains, hot and cold running water in every room, which is kind of amazing considering that, like, people were still, like, on the Titanic, people were still using community bathrooms in first class. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is kind of a big deal. Um, so, it, yeah, it was very fancy, um, but unfortunately that they spent a lot of money, and so they end up going into a lot of debt. Um, so... World War II comes, a lot of tourism drops off dramatically because of the war. Um, And so in 1942, the Chateau is commandeered by the health department to use as an asylum when the uh, Fuar Papa earthquakes damaged the Pura, Pura, if I just say it fast, um, (laughs) uh, uh, the psychiatric institution in Wellington, was damaged so yeah they had to ship all the patients once again being on the edge of two tectonic plates you're gonna get a lot of earthquakes Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah that's also why this place has a reputation for being spooky is because it was a mental institution um and then in 1945 uh mount ruapehu erupts over a 10-month period uh, so the falling ash disrupted the chateau's power and water supply, and so the patients had to be evacuated again to Auckland. Oh. <laughs> it erupted for 10 months? Yeah. I didn't know volcanoes did that. I don't I know guess, much about volcanoes. I guess it's not always like a, you know, Mount Vesuvius <sighs> situation. Sometimes right. it's just like a... Oh, yeah. How mm. interesting. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. All right, cool. God, I love the earth. It's spooky. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so after after that was done, uh, the chateau served as a, a convalescent home, basically, for Air Force personnel returning home from World War II service. Um, so after the war, tourism picks back up. The chateau uh, it it's run operated by the Tourist Hotel Corporation. They you know upgrade guest rooms and stuff, make changes. In 1990, it's sold to a private company. And they rebrand as the Grand Chateau, but locally it's still referred to as Chateau Tongariro. Um, so that is like essentially the brief history of it. Um, it's again, like I said, you can still go there and, and stay. They, um, I think, oh no, that's that's my other story. Um, so, so unsurprisingly, the hauntings seem to be mostly tied to its time as an asylum and a convalescent home. Um, there is one known named ghost that uh, people call Charlotte. Oh. Uh, she was allegedly a nurse, I think, during the the time as an asylum. And it's said that she died in room 308. Okay. Um, and haunts the hallways looking for an exit. According to the story, she was deeply upset after finding a patient who had, I will use a TikTok term, unalived themselves. Oh. Um, I'd be upset too. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, it's said that she is heard like, you know, running around screaming, like trying to find an exit. Um, so uh, people, pe- you can you can request to stay in room 308. Lots of people do. Um, and people, visitors in that room and elsewhere report strange noises, electronics going weird. Um, I saw one video um, that said that the TV kept turning on all, on its own. Um, and there was another video <laughs> of, like, uh, a young girl and her grandma, who appears that they do this whole series, but she, like, <laughs> tricked her grandma into going <laughs> with her to this hotel. <laughs> like, she knew that they knew they were going to the hotel, and she was like, oh, lovely holiday. And then on the way there, she's like, oh, by the way, Nana... <laughs> It's haunted. And <laughs> she had the funniest reaction. She's like, absolutely not. And then and then they get there and they go to like room 308. I don't know if it was 308, but it was like close. And and she's like, yeah, this is the most haunted room. And then <laughs> again, it was so funny. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? But um, they they were like filming and the Nana was like looked at the like, you know, film monitor screen and she goes like, who's that? And you're like, you don't see it because you're looking at the picture of them. But she saw it in the monitor like someone else's face and then the camera like quickly shut off. Could all be bullshit. But <laughs> could be or but it could be delicious. Delicious. I... I choose to believe. Good. I like to believe sometimes too. So yeah, that's that's essentially all I found on that place. Like probably could potentially be very haunted but i was like i want some more i want names i want dates you know yeah yeah we need some history Um, here give me a story um so i panicked uh did some more googling and i found the saint james theater in wellington ah wellington where my little uh donald had a tart on the side yes also where uh where um Peter Jackson lived for a while, and that's where they had the, the premieres for Who? Lord of the Rings. It's fine. Is he one of the actors? He's the director. Oh. <laughs> it's I fine. Knew. <laughs> you piece of shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Thanks for accepting light bullying friendship of eight yeah, years. Yeah, of course. Uh, so <laughs> the St. James Theater in Wellington, it opened in uh, 1912. Very good year. Yeah. Or very bad One of year. our favorite years. One of our favorite years. Certainly crucial year. Mm, crucial year. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for 1912, we would not be friends. <gasps> That's true. Once more, you've opened the door. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we can't afford for me to sing more of that song. No, that's all we can afford without getting sued. Um, so the theater is built on land that used to have a church and a volunteer hall on it. Mm-hmm. Church, very spooky. Yep. I think there was spooky. there was a rumor that it was on like a churchyard, a kirkyard. Yep, yep. Um, but I don't think so. Okay, so it wasn't actually built there. wasn't built on, there wasn't actually a churchyard. Okay, no graves. No graves. Gotcha. Graveyard. There's graveyards. One that's attached to a church. Cemeteries. One that's just not. like in the community. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to remember. Um, so anyway, a famous entertainer. I say famous. I have no idea who this person is. John Fuller bought the land in 1899. Of the Fuller Brush Co. I I don't know. Um, he turned one of the first types of a uh, vacuum cleaner in Ottawa County. What a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I think eventually Bissell buys them. Bissell, yeah. Bissell is from here. Yep. That's why. That's why it's in my head. That's why all this shit's just rattling around and there's nowhere to go. Million carpet sweepers. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, John Fuller buys a lion in 1899. He turned the hall into a theater he named His Majesty's Theater, or it was also colloquially known as the Fuller. Nice. It was. The hall was declared a fire hazard in. I have written 1911. Yeah. I'm sure that, yeah. Okay. It was, he bought it in 1899. It turned into a theater. It was declared a fire hazard in 1911. It was demolished. Imagine what it would take a, for a building in 1911 must to have be been. declared a fire hazard. It must have been like actively seeping On fire. Gas. Like, so. <laughs> this building is in the process of burning. I think you should tear it down. I think it's a fire hazard. But sir, my capital... <laughs> Yeah, I think we can. The show must go on. That's right. <laughs> Lock the doors. Um, anyway, so he he but he built a new one and vowed it would be the grandest theater in all of New Zealand, and he named it the St James Theater, and it opens in the next year, 1912. Uh, so Fuller died in 1923, and the theater went through several owners. Uh, the article that I read, um, which I I don't have pulled up, so I, I apologize. Um, it said that you may say the success of the theater died along with Fuller. Sad. Yeah. Um, but, but also it was the 20s. Yeah. Like, I feel like shit was kind of hitting the fan everywhere circa 1925. Not quite yet. Not, I mean, but getting there. Very like, soon. People were buying on all sorts of credit all over the world. Yeah, but like this is the roaring were, 20s. Well, uh, in America, but like if you didn't do so well with World War One. Yeah, well, this is New Zealand though. So they were New, they were World War One. They were involved. yeah, but they weren't like bombed. To no, shit. Like, no, they weren't. But I'm just saying, like, they also didn't like, have the mobilization. Like Germany still had a pretty good time in the 20s, all things considered. Cabaret, I mean, I, cabaret. I, yeah, dude, cabaret <laughs> is evidence for me and not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it was turned into a cinema in 1930. 
It was turned into a cinema in 1930, but it was turned back into a stage performance theater after World War II. Uh, them talkies is a fad. Yeah, it'll be over. Uh, so it gradually fell into disrepair, and it was under threat of demolition, but a group of people rallied around the theater, saving it from demolition and eventually restoring it. And that was, like, in the in 1980s. Cool. Um, so... It is, of course, like all good theaters, very haunted. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, we love a haunted Get theater. Get to the good stuff. Um, so there are a few different ghosts, and they all have their own distinct personas and personalities. Uh, so the first one I will talk about, his name is Yuri. Um, he was a Russian performer who fell to his death from Ooh. the flies. Oh, so like the no. area above, right above the stage. That's awful. Yeah. Rumor was that he was pushed by a fellow performer, a woman named Pasha. Scandalous. But very in keeping with Russia. Yes, very dramatic. Um, so Yuri is a, is a friendly ghost, so at least he seems to be not holding a grudge. That's good. Uh, My guy was not friendly. Yeah, well, he was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Yuri, we don't know. Probably was fine. Um, but I don't know. What, what was his beef with Pasha? What was Pasha's beef with him? And I, I, I feel like, are you automatically on Pasha's side? Because I find I myself automatically on Pasha's side. Assuming Pasha's know. a lady. Yeah, well, that's what this... Yeah, yeah, yeah I said a woman named Pasha. There you go. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, but Yuri seems to be pretty friendly. Uh, he likes to play with the lights. Uh, lights will turn back on after cleaners turn them off. Um, and apparently he is also a hero. Hero ghost. Uh, he has saved the life of a stage projectionist twice. Wow. Yes. So there was a stage, like a projectionist, was looking for a light switch in the auditorium, which was in complete darkness. Now, I have a question for all you Kiwis. And I guess anyone who's not in the U.S. Because we've talked about this before when we talked about theaters, how there's a superstition of the ghost light. Right. The stage never is completely dark. There's they definitely always a light. utilize that in the UK as well. But if this okay. guy is looking for something that is behind curtains, mm. so my... but it said in the in the in the auditorium, which was in complete darkness. But so the... says the article. Well, okay. So all of the lights for our theater, mm-hmm. all of the lights were part of a switchboard that was behind the stage. Yeah, and there was like a ghost light. It mm-hmm. was just the security light. Well, yeah, there, yeah. but. The ghost light is not a specific light. Right. It's just the concept of there's always at least one light but on. But it never could get past the curtain edge mm-hmm. when you were turning on the lights to, like, let, like if you were the first one in for class, mm-hmm. you would have to go up in the dark and be able to find it. Now, once we all got cell phones, didn't matter. You this could do it. a good point. Yeah, now, but... But back then, it was really hard, and you would have to, like, just have to, like, count down the board until you got to the third key on the left I and flip it to turn on the lights. got so nostalgic for dark theaters. Yeah. Being in a theater when no one else is there, getting there early for your your tech rehearsal. It is the most romantic thing in the entire world. <laughs> um, I'm just going full nerd. It's okay. Um, so anyway, so yeah, the, whatever was the case, it was dark. Um, so he's walking through the auditorium looking for the light switch when suddenly he felt he was forcefully pushed backwards. This was very jarring to him. Uh, and when the lights came back on, he realized that he would have fallen into the orchestra pit if he hadn't been pushed back. <sighs> Yuri saved the day. Spooky. Uh, and another time, the same guy was on stage with his infant son in his arms. Baby. 
and he suddenly heard a beam collapse right above his head. What the hell is happening in this broke-ass theater? dangerous theater. I don't know. Was this, like, post or, or near about when it was restored? I don't know. Um, and again, he was pushed out of the way by an unseen force, and his baby was carried through the air for about three meters and was unharmed. Wow. And again, he was saved. He and his baby was sa- were saved. Three meters. Three That's meters. a lot. It's nine feet. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, so... The projectionist believes at both times it was Yuri who saved him. That's amazing. Which is very I hope cute. it was. Yeah. Wholesome. Wholesome. We never get to talk about wholesome things. I know. Uh, so this one's less wholesome, but uh, still kind of fun. Okay. Um, this is the Wailing Woman. The story is it was an actress who was getting ready to make her comeback. She was like in her 50s. You know how it is. Once you Once you cross the Rubicon into 40 as a woman, you are now a witch. That's right. Um, <laughs> that was Meryl Streep who famously, I think, the year she turned 40 was offered like three, three different witch parts. Um, we stand. Uh, so she, but she comes back to the theater to make her comeback. But it appears it didn't go great because she was booed off stage. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And she was so distraught that she uh, unalived herself. Oh, no. Either at home or in the theater. Um, Regardless, she seems to hang out in the theater in her afterlife. Wow. Uh, Several people have reported hearing or seeing her. Uh, She can be heard wailing through the entire theater. Um, I hate that. I don't want anybody's life to ever end on sadness like that. mm -mm. We're like just completely Mm -hmm. rejected made to feel a fool yeah that breaks my heart it does i want to like yell at everyone who booed her like don't be mean um i just can't imagine like booing anyone like that's just even if you didn't like something just fucking get up and leave like who cares did you you are making a face what did you do well there are some (laughs) people who have been booed listen i think there are people in the world who certainly deserve to be booed I, like, I would have booed Donald Trump. Oh, 100%. I haven't had the opportunity. I subtly, I subtly flipped him the bird when I saw him in person. I just had to do something. Anyway, um, so, yeah, that's someone I would definitely boo. Um, but this this poor woman, I don't think, deserved it. I don't know. Maybe she was a real asshole. I don't know. Um, Still, it's sad. Yeah, well, she is kind of an asshole because she's been known to target actresses oh. who are performing in the theater. Um, like jealousy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So there have been some actresses who have uh, sprained their ankle on stage, like, unexpectedly. Um, one f- has fallen off a ladder. Oh. Uh, I don't I don't know how far. Um, I assume they're okay. And then some have suddenly become a horse on stage, like, just suddenly <sighs> losing their voice. It's just it's so, like, prima donna, like. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's thought to be very jealous and thus sabotaging That's other so women. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our good friend Peter Jackson. Who? Who we all know and love. A very who? famous film director of The Lord of the Rings. Sure. And a lesser known and lesser appreciated Hobbit trilogy. We won't go there. Which I thought it was better. Your, your opinion is trash. <laughs> And Danny, I actually don't have hard Danny feelings about this, but it makes her so mad every time I say it. I know. Frankly, I think it should have been five movies. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> I know. I know you all are with me on this one. And yet, I don't care. Oh, 
So he, uh, so he's from Wellington, as I said. Um, I don't, I mean, at least lived in Wellington for a while. Uh, he and his wife Fran Walsh, who co-wrote *Lord of the Rings*, I thought with him. I thought the guy who wrote *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* wrote those. You're also wrong. <laughs> Are you still fucking with me? Yeah, hundred okay. percent. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm basically just finding new and more creative ways to disrespect Ugh, you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we all know J.R. Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. Who? But Yeah, okay. Uh, but Pete Jackson and his wife, Fran Walsh, co-wrote the, the screenplay for the movie that was filmed in New Zealand. Uh, they used to live in an apartment in Courtney Place in Wellington, which is across the street from the St. James Theater. Oh, cool. And so these are all direct quotes from him. Quote, I woke up one morning and there was a figure in the room. She was very scary. She had a screaming face, very accusatory. She was a lady about 50 years old. Oh, Jesus Christ. That would be a hell of a thing to wake up to. Not fun. Uh, It was terrifying, actually. A very scary image. And she was at the end of the bed and she glided across the room and disappeared into the wall. I sat in bed and thought, have I really just seen that? Then Fran came in. I told her about it. And the first thing she said was, was it the woman with the screaming face? So Fran had seen the woman, the same woman, in the same room about two years before. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say she, this is still him. They say she manifests herself in the theater with a screaming face. She need, she needs to learn to smile a little. Okay, Pete. Oh, okay, Pete. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I had to include that part because I am fair and need to acknowledge when... Men are being problematic. Men are being problematic. Fortunately, he won't be remembered Fuck by off, history. Fuck so. <laughs> um, It's okay. He made a terrible sequel trilogy. Um, so so there's also other ghosts there. At this at the same James. At the, sa- at the same James Theater. Um, Stan Andrews, uh, an American actor, hmm. is also said to haunt the theater. I had no idea who he is. Um, people have said that they have heard him wheezing in the backstage corridors. Oh, no. Yeah. Doesn't sound great. Um, and there's also a, a ghost of a tall, thin man in his 30s. <laughs> Just Slender Man. Slender Man. Um, and there's also an entire boys' choir. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How did the boys' choir come to haunt it? I'm glad you asked. Um, so the choir had its final performance in the theater during World War II um, before they set off on a boat oh. for a tour oh no a three-hour tour now uh they were i think going on tour of the whole country but sure. you know it's two islands um so the boat this never boat reached sinks. its destination oh, what a horrible way to go and how old of, were the boys i don't know all right cool uh but none of the boys were ever found oh which is sad um sad. unless they found an island and they had their own Lord of the Flies, uh, which is also bad. I was going to say, this isn't better. What are you no, saying? No, it's worse. I mean, I don't really know. It's, it's I, I kind of hope bad. it was the sea that took them. It's debatable. Um, so, uh, regardless, the staff has heard them singing in the auditorium, but when they go to find the source of the sound, it moves to another location. Ugh. Mm. I love it. Spooky, spooky. So, on top of all of this... I have a current event. I don't know if either of you have heard this, but uh, the breaking news from Christchurch, New Zealand, is that uh, Ian Brackenbury Channel, a.k.a. the Wizard of New Zealand, uh, will no longer be on the city of Christchurch's payroll. That's right. He's been let go. 
I am deeply puzzled by his what contract saying. is going to be over. Um, he's a been wizard. A, uh, the wizard, the wizard of New Zealand, will will whiz will whiz no longer. At least in official capacity, I'm sure he will he will wizard Probably. his whole life long. Um, what was his function? Uh, well. Uh, <laughs> wizardy things um so he was on the payroll since 1998 uh receiving an annual salary of sixteen thousand dollars new zealand which is more than eleven thousand dollars u.s dollars uh u.s yes yep um annually to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services as part of the are you serious i am dead serious i really thought new zealand was better than that this is on npr uh to uh, as part of the promotional work for the city of Christchurch, so <laughs> he moved to Christchurch in 1974, and uh, he soon became a recognizable performer and public speaker in the city's Cathedral Square, where he would stand atop a ladder dressed in a long do- long cloak and pointed hat. Uh, the New Zealand government uh, said that it he w- was notable for reviving the ancient art of rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> and so and it says he was most often seen in the square of Christchurch synthesizing the ideas of famous philosophers. So it sounds like your average kind of like Times Square performer. Kind of like an eccentric old man who just like And they were like, does... let's give him eleven K a year. Yeah. The hell New Zealand. I uh, yeah. I really hope he shows up in an episode of Wellington Paranormal. I really do too. That right? Would be that really... should exist. Yeah, that should. I didn't realize how much New Zealand television I was watching. Mm. <laughs> Turns out Two a lot. shows. Well, and also What We Do in the Shadows, and I made you watch Hunt for the Wilder People this year. And... Yeah, well, those are movies. Well, uh, all right, fine. <laughs> I lo- I, television Great stuff. movies, but movies. Um, yeah, so basically they were like, you know, he became essentially a tourist attraction. Because um, you do something every day, and people are like, you got to see this wizard. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you got to see this wizard in the square. And so he was appointed the official arch wizard of Canterbury in 1980 and designated as a living work of art by the New, e- New Zealand Art Gallery Directors Association I in wonder, 1982. we got to find a YouTube of this guy. i got to see what the man is. There are pictures. Uh, I'll show you later. Okay. Um, so it's, his contract is over in December. That's when his last payment is. Uh, the decision to end the contract with the wizard was, quote, a difficult one. Uh, Christchurch's promotional landscape is changing to, quote, increasingly reflect our diverse communities and showcase a vibrant, diverse modern city that is attractive to residents, domestic and international visitors, new businesses, and skilled migrant workers. And nobody wants to be putting up with a fucking wizard at four in the morning. Yeah, well, most importantly, and they kind of bury the lead on this, he got me too'd. Uh, yes tragic what did he you say? wanted to root for him didn't you uh he made controversial comments back in april quote i love women i forgive them all the time i've never struck one yet never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing and they'll tell the neighbors and their friends and then you're in big trouble i mean historically no women first off don't bruise as easily as men and also yeah. really good at shutting up about domestic violence yeah, historically. Yeah, so anyway, he made those comments publicly. That guy is a fucking moron. And the, and the city of Christchurch was like, and I think we're done with that. And scene. <laughs> and scene on you, the wizard of New Zealand. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on right now. Um, New Zealand, you never cease to fascinate and amaze. I, 
I want so much to travel there. I want to go, but I know you're going to make me do the fucking Hobbit Hills. Yeah. Of fucking course I will. Anyone would want to see that. Tell me, look at me in my face and tell me that you do not want to, like, spend an afternoon in Hobbiton having tea and crumpets and, like... Wait, wait, wait. Is that an option? Or is it I'm, just, like... I mean, I don't it, know. This is where the hill where Elijah Wood stood. They, they did it the up. fake stuff. Like, it used to be, like, a like a ghost Set. town, but then they, like, rebuilt it to All look right. cute. I'm interested in cuteness. Okay. I do like the way the Hobbits live. Mm-hmm. I respect a tea time mm-hmm. and, like, six meals a day. Yeah. It's probably more like eight. Mm-hmm. You're counting in your head, aren't you? It's six, canonically. I'm seriously. You know this. Like, I'm gonna take all your milk money. I'm gonna push you in the locker. I'm gonna tell everybody on the cheerleading squad that you buy your underwear secondhand. This Ew. is Yeah. I'm truly I don't the do bullying that. has not even begun, Jennifer. <laughs> Bring it on. Um so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love New Zealand. Let's go. I agree. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for telling us those stories. I love a haunted theater. Yeah, me too. I'll have to look up this Peter Jackson fellow. (laughs) I hear he's going places. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were going to skip the listener episode. Listener story. Because it's almost Halloween time. Halloween! By the time this comes out, it will be too late for you to send in more. But, I mean, you can always send in more stories. Yeah, we can always use more. I, I do not think we have any listeners in New Zealand right now. Oh yeah, tell a friend. I yeah, if you tell guys a could. kiwi in your life. I I recently asked a question in the group, like, hey, if we have anybody in New Zealand, I have a question for you, and it was about the super sharp grass. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I wanted to know what the fuck is the matter with their grass. Hey, Our grass is very hey, soft. Hey New Zealand, what's up with your grass? What is up with your grass, boo? Why it's so sharp? Why is it like that? Right, like uh, I feel like if you went into my yard right now and you just put like a. a rubber balloon you know like a latex balloon on fine. the grass it would be fine yeah chances are anyway so yeah that, it seems like a really cool weird place yeah i would love to go i would love to go um but uh yeah that's it for this episode we're gonna skip listener story this time because we are doing a spectacular halloween special absolutely that's coming out in a few short days for you people listening to this on time that's right uh, so in the meantime, uh, do we have any Patreons to thank? Oh, we do. Sweetie darling. Oh, um, while we have a moment, I do want to talk about our Facebook group. Please come and join us, the nicest corner on the internet. And I do want to give out a special shout out to Grace, who's having a particularly hard time right now. Uh, Grace, we're with you. Keep us posted. We love you. Sorry. All right. Um, so, change in tone. Uh, we, have, we have some new patrons to thank. Yay! Um, First on the list is a certain Allison Schomer. 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 I got it right in one. Uh, thank you, Allison. Uh, we also have Kate. Al- oh, go ahead. Are you going to say No, it? I was just going to say Allison's in front of the show. She's eating at my table. Oh. Yes. I mean, I have met her. Hi. <laughs> I'm acting like this is a stranger to me. You're adorable. It's not. Um, uh, we uh, thank you to Kate Jonkert. Oh, hi, Kate. Hello, and thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Linda Drake. Oh, yep. Hi, Linda. And uh, Amy Scott. Amy Scott, I don't know who... Oh, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do know Amy Scott. We're Facebook friends and everything. You know everyone. Well, I try to. I love our people. 
We have the nicest people. We Our do. people are better than other. Like I've been in so many other podcast Facebook groups, and mm. the people get real mean, and our people do not. Yeah, and thank you, and keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I, I super appreciate that our group is a place where people can go if they're having mm. a bad time and yeah. be like, I need a little sucker, I need a little human compassion. Yeah, and they're almost guaranteed to find that. Yeah, we appreciate all of you patrons. So um, yeah, you really keep us going, guys. Again, we like we could not have this show if it were not for our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to find us on Patreon, we are patreon.com slash this podcast is haunted. We do silly things there and you can watch or you can just throw us a dollar if you if you feel like it. That's totally fine too. Um, and we have social media that's listed below that I'm already bad at updating. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I keep trying. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we, well, we will be back in a couple days. Absolutely. But uh, until then... Stay spooky, motherfuckers.